At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome back to When in Romance, where we get to talk about lots of things related to romance novels and so many actual romance novels this time around. So many. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we're recording on Monday, November 21st, 2022. We're recording pretty early because it is the week of Thanksgiving. And we're trying to not have to hide in a corner somewhere on Thursday evening. Yeah, that's true. I feel like if we're hiding in a corner somewhere on Thursday evening, it won't be for book recording, book podcast recording reasons. Yes, that is the truth. It'll be introvert related reasons. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, many, many good lucks to all of you. Hopefully you have come out the other side of Thanksgiving and it was a lovely, peaceful and restorative time. And if it wasn't, that's okay because you're through it. And now we're about to tell you about a lot of really good books. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of good books, Jess, let's start where we always do. What are you reading? Well, I am reading. <laughs> I am a little bit into a lot of books, um, in part because I have Work Book Club this week and I'm reading a harder book, but uh, once I finish that book, I'm going to go back to the glorious listening experience that is Paris Delancourt is about to crumble by Alexis Hall. I'm listening to it on audio. I am going to warn you right now, if you have any level of anxiety, Paris might break you. Like, it might be too hard to listen to. Because this poor man is just so so anxious when the the title he's about to crumble yes it is a it is a play on words because he is a contestant at a in a baking show but also the poor thing is just like about to fall apart so well and if you're already about to fall apart why would you go on reality television it's it's a dream i mean i'm sure he has a good reason i'm not trying to judge paris i'm just saying it's It's just we'll even hear about it oh fine all right pursue your dreams i get it yeah um and there is a lovely person in the group of contestants this season who is just trying to help him realize that he doesn't have to be quite so high strung. And there is also an incident with someone's hand being slammed in a door. Yikes. But, yes, Paris Delancourt is about to crumble by Alexis Hall. I'm sure it's great in print. It is pretty magnificent in audio, as many of Alexis Hall's books are. I don't know why the listening experience is so much different from the print, but yeah. Well, all right. I'm excited about that. He, Alexis Hall put out a lot of books this year, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed like the two that I read, and I'm delighted that there are like three or four more that I haven't. Yeah. So uh, something to do over the holidays. I'm excited. There you go. Uh, I am reading, since I know you're wondering. Uh, I didn't give yes. you an opportunity to ask, but I just I just know that you are. Um, 
I actually picked up, we always, every time we do recommendation request shows, which this one is, we probably shouldn't have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> We're going to get into that in a minute. But every time we get, we always get a lot of requests and mentions about sci-fi books, sci-fi fantasy books, paranormal, like some of these subgenres that I don't read a ton of. And I did read actually, I think more of that this year than normal, but I'm always interested in, you know, furthering my my sci-fi romance uh, knowledge and enjoyment, frankly, because every time I read one of those books, I actually really love it. And I, a long time ago, <laughs> I don't know, five, six years ago, so not that long ago, I read Nalini Singh's uh, Psy Changeling series. I read like the first three or four books, and they just kind of fell off as happens. I think there are more than a dozen at this point, so I don't feel that guilty for having fallen off. But I think the number starts with two now. Yeah, that sounds right. So <laughs> it feels like kind of intimidating, right? Like you're sort of mm-hmm. like, I don't know even where to start. This feels like a lot. But she did kind of a, a stop or like a break or a restart of the series a few years ago and started the Psy Changeling Trinity series, which I think is maybe like book 16 or 17 in the overall mm-hmm. Psy Changeling series. Anyway, it felt like a good re-entry point. And since I enjoyed those books so much when I read them initially, I thought, you know what, like, maybe it's okay to skip books five through 15. And just come back in with the first in the Trinity series. So I've been reading a book called Silver Silence, which is the the first in that kind of second part of the series. And I am not very far I'm like a chapter in, but I already know that like one of the main characters has been poisoned and the other main character has saved her. And now we don't know what's going on in this like post-apocalyptic kind of world. It's not really apocalyptic, but it's it's just a very different future. I think mm-hmm. we're 2080, 2085, something like that. So it's definitely a different time. There are shifters or changelings. There are the Psy, which have, you know, various kind of psychic powers and constraints and issues with feelings and whatnot. There's humans. There's just this whole different, it's a different world. And I remember really enjoying not only the romance and the relationships and the way that feeling an emotion is kind of used as part of the story and the character development of these books, but also just the world building that Nalini Singh Mm. does. So yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Like I said, it's uh, I'm one chapter in that I read earlier today, but I'm already hooked. Uh, Very excited to read it. Probably by the time I am on a plane on Saturday, I will be um, finishing up with this one. So I'm excited about it. Uh, And that is Silver Silence by Nalini Singh. Feel free to start at the very beginning of the series, but if you're feeling intimidated and want to come in at a midpoint this is where I would tell you to come. <laughs> good to know. I mean, I haven't read it yet, but if, yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel good about it. You know, I think it's, uh, I think it's going to work out. I'll keep you posted. I look forward to hearing it because that's one of those that I am incredibly afraid of. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's intimidating. It is intimidating. I will, I will coach anyone who is interested in it through it. I promise. Okay. Should we take a quick break, Jess, and then uh, get into the action today? Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. 
Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. All right. We promised to get back into the action. <laughs> and now here we are. Here we are. I'm handing the action ball off to you. All right. So the first thing I wanted to follow up on in our little follow up section is way back in early October, Rhonda offered up a recommendation for a queer fantasy romance to hive and to hold by Amy Crook. And uh, I wanted to thank Rhonda for that recommendation and share it with you all with the passing of the people and all of that, uh, I, it got lost in the shuffle. But I wanted to make sure that I shared it because it sounds really great. Uh, Rhonda called it solar punk. So, and we've had we've had conversations about not being able to find solar punk, right? Trisha? We've gotten requests. Yeah, it's finally happened. So, someone <laughs> has one. So, I'm really looking forward to checking that one out. It's it. Uh, Rhonda gave a pretty long description of it, so I'm not going to read it right now. But go find it. It sounds great. Uh, if you have read it, let us know, and we'd love to hear what you thought of it. All right. And thank you to Rhonda. We always love hearing this is uh, the second or third or fourth or however many episodes in a row that we've got to um, shout out some input that we've gotten from one of you. So thank you, as always, for being a part of the community and engaging. Mm -hmm. And speaking kind of of community and what we can do to support our larger book-ish community, you may have heard that uh, the staff, a lot of the um, editorial staff, I believe, the union, the HarperCollins Harper Collins union, uh, which uh, represents more than 250 employees from different sectors of the publishing house. So that's like different imprints. We'll get into the, the romance ones in a second, has been on strike now for as we're recording this, it's been about 10 days. They're asking for better pay, they're asking for diversity initiatives, they're asking for more security for unionized workers. And we will link to a post uh, in Book Riot about how to support the HarperCollins union. Jess, I, I, I will admit, I cannot remember exactly which romance imprints are HC. Do you have a sense? It's, it's a few of them. Like Avon 
If you're from Avon is part of HarperCollins, then yeah. we're definitely going to be talking about a couple Avon books. Harlequin is owned by HarperCollins now. Oh, that's right. And I don't know how many members of Harlequin are part of the union in part because I know that they're still kind of their own separate thing, but hopefully being part of HarperCollins meant that they could join the union. Mm-hmm. And all of the bits of Harlequin, you know, we talk about Karina Press, but they're Harlequin. We talk about yeah. the the regular categories, but our Harlequin also has like different imprint. Like, so between Avon and Harlequin, that's probably about 40% of the mass market, if not more, romances yeah. that are that are published. So we're talking about something that hugely impacts romance. Yeah. And we will we will link, like I said, link to this uh, book riot piece. It does point as well to a Vulture article that points out that the pay increase requested by the striking workers would cost the company less than a million dollars and that the company paid more than that for just Jared Kushner's book deal. Mm. So there are a number of ways in this post that you can support the workers. Like Jess said, we are actually... Um, They have asked that bookstores and booksellers not boycott HarperCollins titles at this time. So we are going to almost certainly be mentioning some HarperCollins books as we are talking today. We'll have to think this is such a heavy book title episode that we do every year Mm -hmm. that it seemed like the right thing to do. We'll think about it maybe as if hopefully their uh, workers are able to get what they need and the, the strike does not go on. If it does, you know, we'll have to maybe revisit our stance, but I think what I would say, Jess, and I don't know, I, I, I don't, I'm very, very interested in your thoughts. What I would say is, as you are considering the books that you are buying this season, maybe take a look and see where they are published. If they're HarperCollins books, maybe consider putting them on your TBR instead of in your cart, you know, on a, um, in a bookstore or, or elsewhere. It's, it's a really difficult thing to do. I think there are many, many good ways to support workers. I don't know that ignoring the books that are out there is the best way Mm -hmm. but it's complicated yeah and like you know if you do decide to purchase these books which you know we're not completely uh, discouraging um maybe consider donating the same amount you spent on these those books to the union fund that's a great idea because you know striking is expensive (laughs) but it hopefully ends with something good on the other side. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, yeah, if nothing else, I would encourage you to click on the Book Riot post to even just learn more about what's going on and why this group of people uh, feels that they need to to stand up for their rights as workers. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, like we said, we're, we're um, probably gonna be talking about some HC books. Proceed as you think makes the most sense for you. Yeah. And of course, obviously, we support this union in part because it's a union and they should be getting uh, support from people who support workers. But also, like, we want the people who are producing the books that we love to have a living wage. <laughs> yes. And that is huge when you are required to work in the office in New York City. I know I'm preaching to half the choir here. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's a big deal. And uh, we hope that they come out on the other side better off than they were on on the side that they currently live. 
Exactly. Couldn't have said it better, so I won't even try. Okay. Uh, and we'll keep you posted. Um, but in the meantime, it is our, as discussed before, our recommendation request show. We always uh, are excited to recommend books for people who are looking for themselves, for people they care about, for, again, maybe it's a nemesis that you're trying to turn into a lover. We don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You get to decide for yourself. Uh, and so we've got a handful. We can't always get all of them in in one show today. We'll see how it goes or in one show, we'll see how it goes today. Uh, but we will start with a request from Kim. So Kim says, you helped me with a request before by recommending Love Around the Corner, and I basically want that again. Give me all the you've got male romances you can throw at me, which Love Around the Corner is. Uh, preferably modern, but I do also love historical, so I'm not fussy. Last year, I also read The Mistletoe Motive by Chloe Lise, which is scratch, which scratched the itch. I guess rivals to lovers in bookshops is the thing for me. Bonus points for copious amounts of hot chocolate slash Christmas time. Spice factor can vary. I like it all. Jess, I am going to start with your Rex, because mine are like one step removed, I think, from what Kim is looking for. So I don't know if you were able to hit it a little more on the mark. Okay. Well, the first one is probably in incredibly what you're looking for, Kim. And that is Read Between the Lines by Rachel Lacey. This book is literally lesbian. You've got mail in a bookstore. Um, so this is, I hope this scratches that itch as well. Um, because you have a character who owns a bookstore and a character who writes books, uh, secretly. And she happens to see her book in the window of this bookstore and goes and talks to the owner. Well, it turns out they have actually known each other online for quite some time, but don't know that. And so the story begins. It's cute. It's not wildly spicy, but, you know, interesting enough to, to keep you involved. So... It has a lot of the beats of You've Got Mail and Shop Around the Corner. So I think that you should enjoy it. And that's Read Between the Lines by Rachel Lacey. I am actually going to mix it up a little bit because I had, I knew in the back of my mind that there was a book that I had that fit this a little bit better, that was a little more recent than the one I was going to talk about, or at least start with. Uh, and that is actually mm. Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade, which is, it doesn't take place in a bookstore, but it is similar in that uh, there are two people who have met on like a fan fiction world. One of them is unknown to all of the people in the fan fiction world. One of the characters on the show, it's a very, like, <laughs> it's basically Game of Thrones, but it's not Game of Thrones, right? Like, so... Pretend Game of Thrones, whatever. So not Game of Thrones actor is like posting on this message board. He ends up totally hitting it off with a, another message board writer. Uh, it turns out that then they also end up hitting it off in real life. But n at first, neither one knows the other one's identity. And then I don't think it's really a spoiler to say he eventually figures it out. But things are going so well between them that he doesn't want to tell her that he knows. So... It starts out as this like weird publicity stunt, but then it starts to become this thing where they have like both really great chemistry, but also like a really great connection. It's all going really well, but 
the sort of almost like ticking time bomb of his knowledge of what's going on here and her not knowing just it's I will be honest, it caused me like a little bit of anxiety, but <laughs> as you know, it all works out in the end. And uh, this is the first book in a, in a, I think it's called the spoiler alert series, but mm-hmm. it's a, a series from um, Olivia Day that has a lot of the same characters and a lot of the folks from not Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of folks really liked this book a lot. I will say it caused, like I said, caused me a lot of anxiety, but I know, Jess, I think we've heard from a lot of folks that really liked this one. And I think that's partly because of that kind of, you've got mail, I know something you don't know sort of element. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have trouble with capital S secrets. Um, yep. But I did enjoy the crap out of spoiler alert, even though I enjoyed the other two a little more because they didn't have that capital S secret part. Well, so then you can start with spoiler alert and uh, go from there. Yeah, because they'll just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. So another book that I think you might enjoy doesn't have a bookstore but definitely has that you've got male element is uh, Ghosting a Love Story by Tosh Skilton, who is an author duo, uh, Sarvanaz Tosh and um, Sarah Skilton. And this one is about two people in LA who know each other, who meet and don't particularly enjoy each other's company. Um, Let's put it that way. Um, But they are both ghost writers for a dating company and they end up sort of building this relationship each thinking that they are talking to the person on the other end of the app interesting yeah so they are not themselves online they're the they're their client and each one thinks that they're the actual client, but they're actually two different ghosts. So it it's like you've got male meets Cyrano almost. Um, and there are, there is definitely a scene that is super Cyrano like. Like there is a Aww. there is a speaker in the ear and the person being like, and tell them this, and tell them this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so great. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun and I really like that author duo. Um, so that's Ghosting a Love Story by Tosh Skilton. And I will throw out one more that's like a little bit of an outside wreck because it's not in a bookstore and it's not technically like a You've Got Mail, but I will say when you mentioned Rivals to Lovers and you mentioned like kind of that charmingness of hot cocoa and Christmas time and like (laughs) just kind of that not quite cozy, but just sort of that like loveliness. It definitely made me think of Act Your Age, Eve Brown by Talia Mm. Hibbert, which is a book we've talked about before. But it's really that whole series um, that starts with Get Alive, Chloe Brown. But I think this book in particular, which goes from it's definitely an enemies to lovers story. It's just like very lovely. Like it's Mm -hmm. just sort of if you are in the mood to like curl up with some hot cocoa, buy a fireplace and just read a book that is going to you know, have it's going to have a little bit of drama. It's going to make you feel a little stressed out at times. But like in the end, the payoff is just like all of the warm feelings all over the place. I would say if you're if you're okay getting outside of the bookstore uh, setting, check out actor A.G. Brown if you have not already. Check out the whole series. Check out everything by Talia Hibbert. Come on, we know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. But we know that by now. Even Jacob are the best though. Oh. They're so. I will say, I think I liked Danny Brown the best. It doesn't matter. They're all great. Read them all. (laughs) Read them all. Read them all. 
ooh, let's do this, Jess. Let's read our next question and then do an ad break so that everyone comes back and gets the answers. Ooh, I like it. Do you want to read this one? Sure. So this one is from Natasha. I really enjoy sci-fi erotic romance, especially long series that I invest in knowing the world and get to explore so many corners with the many books while also enjoying spicy erotic romance. My current fave is Grace Goodwin. I love book 13, Her Rogue Mates. I have read all of Ruby Dixon Ice Planet books, and I also read Strange Love by Anna Geary, which Jess... I recommended a while back and liked it. I have read all of Evangeline Anderson, and I prefer her heroines who embrace that they enjoy and like sex from the get-go. Dun-dun-dun! We actually have uh, some really great recommendations for this, and you will all hear them in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be. Right? Right, girl. Like we all know. So just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best-selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series. Miss Wong, gotta go on on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, Jess, we've kept the people in suspense for long enough. What can you recommend for our friend, Natasha? Well, the first thing I thought of was H.E. Trent, who is also Holly Trent. Her Jack saga, which I think is about six books. But I, I might be wrong. It might be more. It might be less. <laughs> um, and the first one of those books is Erstwhile. And it very much will scratch kind of that Ice Planet barbarian itch. You have a, a woman who has a complicated history and connection with both the planet Earth and the planet that we decide to colonize in the distant future. And so she decides to go to that planet and meets a couple of fugitives. <laughs> well, sure. And there's all kinds of like government complications. And of course there's a whole, like we have to save the world kind of thing, but also there is a, a lot of sexy times. 
So, uh, the, it's, Erstwhile is one, you know, it standalone book, but it starts off a whole saga of events about aliens who really want to have sex. So, <laughs> I'm really bad at describing this. Um, it, it does, I will say, in credit, fairness to you, it does sound like the kind of thing that you almost need to experience for yourself before you really get it. You really do. You really do. Um, and uh, But Holly H.E. Trent is, is really good at making things both, like, intense and fun. So you'll have a little bit of everything reading the Jack Saga or just erstwhile if you decide not to move on. Uh, and I will say, whenever I get a, hey, I really like sci-fi erotic romance, the, like, giant flashing light in my brain always flashes Kit Rosha, uh, who I know we've talked about before. I would recommend the entire backlist. I would say, though, I because I have not read the entire... They have, like, multiple... We've talked about this before. If you go on their site, you can search by, like, how many partners are involved in the relationship. <laughs> you can search by, like... Like, there's all kinds of amazing, lovely, fun search terms that I think, Natasha, you will really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you, their their most recent series, so Kit Russia is um, also a, a pair of authors. Their most recent series is their Mercenary Librarian series. Um, and it starts with Deal with the Devil. The first book in that, uh, <laughs> first book in that series is, again, it's post-apocalyptic, came out in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. So felt right yeah. for a post-apocalyptic kind of world. It, it's set mostly in the United States, which is crumbling. Nina is one of the main characters. She is a mercenary librarian who is trying to save like all of the knowledge and information. Knox is the other main character. He is a super soldier who is like at this point, maybe like a little bit part robot. It's complicated. You can just read it and see. Um, but I will say it's like the stakes are high. It feels very like futury, otherworldly, etc. And if you are looking for steam, you will almost always find it with Kit Rosha. So that I think that whole oof, I'm actually not going to say that. I was going to say I think that whole series is out now, but I don't think that's quite right. I think there might be another one upcoming. I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just read, you know, however many there are and then be ready and excited about the next ones. Um, So again, I would recommend anything by Kate Rocha. I think if you pop over onto their website and and scroll around a little bit, you'll find something that's a good fit. But if you want to just kind of roll the dice with me, I would start with uh, Deal with the Devil. And I am going to throw one more out that um, definitely falls into the bonkers category, but is was still like oddly delightful. (laughs) That should be like the subtitle of our show. (laughs) Falls into the bonkers category, but still delightful. Yes, it was His Human Nanny by Michelle Mills. And it's the first in the Monsters Love Curvy Girls series. And it's another one of those off-world books where uh, the main character is like an indentured servant. Like they have, there's like this whole corporation that like you work for a certain amount of time and everyone 
that she's worked for has loved her so much that they keep requesting her and extending her contract. And she's almost done, about to be out of there when someone requests her as a nanny. Um, and she goes to, to his planet and he looks like the devil and she freaks out because in her mind, this is Beelzebub come to murder her. Um, and then he's like, I'm chill. I just need you to take care of my twin children. Sure. And uh, the children are lovely, like wild, but lovely. And it's just like, it's really, really cute. Like there is domestic stuff and all of that. And then the two of them get to know each other very well. And then there is a significant amount of sexy times. I will say if you have issues with size difference, Mm. skip this one. Mm -hmm. But it's it was really cute, and I was not, I mean, I was expecting it because I looked at the cover and was like, oh, this is gonna be precious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got, like, that domesticity to it that really adds to the, like, squeeness of it, while also allowing it to be pretty sexy. So, yeah, that was His Human Nanny by Michelle Mills. All right. Next up, we've got a request from Kat. Last year, you nailed the recommendations for me so well that I haven't gotten any requests for myself this time around. Well, I'm delighted. But you know what, Kat? If you ever do, you let us know. (laughs) Kat does have one for a friend, though. She likes very explicit kinky sex on the page. BDSM is her flavor, but finds that a lot of the books written with that audience in mind don't have much character development or great writing. She's read Katie Robert, Scarlett Sinclair, and K.F. Breen. She likes a bit of fantasy with her darkness when she can get it. I am going to start by saying that Jess and I are very much on the same page on this one, by which I mean, I had one idea that she kind of stole uh, (laughs) and another that I should have had as an idea, but she thought of it first. So we'll let her, we'll come to Jess in a minute. Uh, But I will say a book that I think was kind of a big deal and sort of, I don't like kind of unheard of, unprecedented in a way, um, but has, I think been a little bit maybe underrated in recent years is a book called Asking For It by Lila Pace. Mm. And I will start with a very, very clear, intense sort of content warning. Yes. It does deal explicitly with fantasies of non-consensual sex. So if that is something that you are sensitive to, you should not read this book. There are many, many books out there for you. This is not one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I also fully recognize that non-consensual sex fantasies are not the same as BDSM, But because we are talking about just, you know, the kind of kink that has uh, character development, I wanted to mention this one anyway. It is part of the thing that I think works about this book is that it's actually one of, I believe, three books in a trilogy that feature the same main characters. And I think that because they have so many more pages, they are able to explore not just this kink, but also where it is coming from, like what they both are looking for from it. And I will also say this is, uh, there's also, I will also give you a content warning for um, someone who has been the victim of sexual assault. But again, this is not like a, it's not like a, oh, this person was sexually assaulted. And so now they have this kink that this person is exploring their sexuality. They have a very healthy relationship with a therapist that they are working through, you know, some of their past trauma with that is not 
This is not a, oh, because of A, then B situation. I really do think that this series is well done. And again, because it's multiple books, I think that it can be both erotic and also there is a depth and dimension to it that I can, I absolutely know what you mean, that sometimes this kind of book does not have a lot of that depth. But again, I think because of the multiple books and the time and space that Lila Pace takes to establish these characters and help them figure out what they are comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. They have to split up for a while. You know, like, I think there's a depth there that um, might really connect with with Kat's friend. But again, please, please be very, very cognizant of the content warnings for this one, because it absolutely is not going to be a book for everybody. So it might be for you. And if it is, that's great. And if it's not, Jess has some other books. I sure do. And one of them I was thinking about, because one of one of the ideas that I stole from Trisha was Rebecca Weatherspoon. And I was thinking specifically about her Better Off Red and her entire Vampire Sorority Sisters series, but also the first two books in her Beards and Bondage series, which I talked about last time. Yeah. Haven and Sanctuary have elements of kink in them. I think Haven is a little bit of one of those where the kink is used in part to help deal with some mental health issues that should probably have been dealt with by going to therapy. But I'm not saying that it's used incorrectly or improperly. Improperly is probably the best word. Incorrectly. I mean, I wouldn't know. Um, But but, um, those two definitely have um, some great elements of kink and also some pretty majestic uh, character developments. And then if we come back to Better Off Red, um, which, like I said, is the first book in the Vampire Sorority Sisters book, you have a college freshman who is sort of clueless, who is interested in these beautiful young women who are part of this sorority. And she isn't particularly interested in joining, but they somehow lure her in, shall I say. And the there's one of them who is particularly fascinating to her, and she can't she can't leave her alone. Like even when she discovers why they're so alluring. <laughs> and all three books in this series also have elements of kink in them not to extreme levels like but they're they're there and they're built into the development of the relationships so not like no particular sex clubs or anything but used in in light ways so that's better off red and the vampire sorority sisters by rebecca weatherspoon and did you have another really great idea that i wish i'd thought of jess I did. Do you want to talk about it, Trisha? No, there's an airplane flying by, which I think is a sign that you should probably, you should probably take this one on. <laughs> okay. And I, you know what? I'm just so glad that we are so connected at this point that I, I think I, I'm good with it. Okay. Well, to the point where I was like, this is mine. I've taken it. I put that in our, our notes 
that Trisha and I share because I was so surprised that she hadn't put this down yet herself that I had to scoop it up for myself. Um, and that is Syncopation by Anazavo. And I think they have written other books in which the central characters take part in kink and um, BDSM. But Syncopation, which uh, Trisha and I agree is just one of the best books out there, is about two new band members. Well, one is one is the front man who has been around, and the other one is the new drummer, um, who have a history together and also have scorching chemistry. And they utilize that chemistry to not only make their performances amazing, but to have a little fun on the road while they're on tour. And they both sort of take advantage of the fact that they can have a kink partner nearby so closely that they um, build such an emotional connection that the fact that one of them is aromantic doesn't particularly matter because this is still a romance. <laughs> yeah. Trisha, do you have any, did I, did I miss anything important? No, you did a wonderful job. Like I said, just absolutely brilliant. And I will, the one thing I will say is that you mentioned that um, Anna Zabo might have other books that fit this particular category. The one that I will mention that comes to mind immediately for me is Cinnamon Roll, also by Anna Zabo. Uh-huh. So that's one worth also checking out if you are, if you're looking around. All right. Shall we see? I think we can fit another one, maybe two in. Let's find out. All right. I'm going to let you read this one because it's my friend Faith. So, you know, it feels a little weird. Okay. I, I want you to share the love. Well, Trisha's friend Faith says, uh, being close to 40, I'm a little disillusioned by all of the romances about 20-somethings and young 30-somethings. More older romances, please. So the first thing I will say is that we did talk about some of these um, earlier this year. I will link to that episode, but I am delighted to be talking about them again because there are a few books that I've read in the meantime, um, one in particular that came to mind that I think fit the bill here. Um, the first one that I will talk about is Flirting with 50 by Jane Porter. Um, it is about two main characters. One of them is already in his 50s and the other is about to turn 50. Um, they are both college professors. They like their jobs. They are very well established. Both have children. Um, I believe that Jack, who is the main character who's in his 50s, is a widower and Paige is divorced. But again, they both have adult children. It's a really, you know, they, they're navigating this relationship and they're trying to figure out what they want and what they don't and kind of where they're willing to compromise in their lives at this point. I think one of the things that I like about it so much is that it does feel very mature adult, right? Like this mm. is not people trying to figure out like, well, if I don't get married, will I be able to have kids? Or if I don't, you know, like it's not, it's genuinely about what these two people who, frankly, in all of the logistical ways would be completely fine if they did not get married. Like they are mm. both independent, they are able to support themselves. And so this really is about... What do they want from the next phase of their lives? Mm. Do they want to be partnered? Do they want to travel together? Like, what are they looking for? And I like it just came out earlier this year. Again, that's Flirting with 50 by Jane Porter. I liked it a lot. There is another book in the series that just came out. I liked that one as well. 
I think the characters in that one are even a little bit older. I think one of the main characters is in her 50s and the other might be in his early 60s. Mm. And that one has like significantly more drama and tension. The dark moment is darker there. So I don't know that it will work as well for everybody. Might work better for some people. Uh, But there's a third one coming out in the spring that I'm very excited about. So anyway, all of that to say, Flirting with 50 by Jane Porter is a good place to start. And you know, there have been a number of older characters in romances just in the past couple months and coming out in like the next six. And I feel like we need to like do a big episode sometime next year to to talk about them all because I they're on my list to read, but I have not gotten anywhere near any of them yet. We'll make a list. Yes. Um, but the one that I have read that I want to talk about is a novella in Anita Kelly's Moonlighters uh, series, novella series, and it's called Wherever Is Your Heart. It's the third book in the series. I think I've talked about Sing Anyway, um, which is the first one. Oh, yeah. And this one is about the bartender um, who people in both the first and second books have talked about being kind of scary. <laughs> um, and June, who is a trucker who's been coming into Mooney's, the bar, whenever she's in town and talking with the bartender for years. And it turns out the two of them have been quietly pining after each other and have finally decided to say something about it. And this is a really quiet story about the two of them sort of just like trying to be at their age and trying to date and figuring out what's next for either of them. They both have jobs that are really hard on the body. Um, so they're trying to figure out if, if they're at a turning point now that they've sort of finally figured their hearts out kind of thing. It's it's short, so you can probably read it in one sitting if you really want to. It's under 100 pages, and it is super sweet. And if you read this one, you're probably going to want to read the other two. And then, of course, Anita Kelly has one novel, one full-length novel out and another one coming out soon. So just be prepared to just want to devour everything that they've written. But this one is Wherever Is Your Heart. And I will toss one out um, that I did mention when we talked earlier this year, partly because it has, I feel like, some of the same vibes as I really liked in Flirting with 50. So that's Something About You by Reese Ryan, in which uh, two uh, mature adults, I would say they're probably in their 50s, early 50s, probably, who meet up because their college-age children have decided to get married. Mm. And as two people who I believe are both divorced, One may have have lost a spouse, but I I think they're both divorced. They are both uh, trying to sort of help their children recognize that getting married very young may not be the best thing for everyone. But it's it's actually a really charming story, I think, because even though it is true that getting married very young may not be the best thing for everyone, these two adults also have to learn that sometimes it actually is the best thing for some people. So they are Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out what love looks like both through their kids and also through the interactions that they are having. Um, Again, like very mature sort of uh, relationship based on what they want in this particular phase of their life. This one's also, it's not as short. Um, 
as you were talking about, Jess, but I think it might have originally been. No, I don't think it was category. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's not particularly long. You could you could knock it out pretty quickly and uh, I think enjoy it very much. So again, that's Something About You by Reese Ryan. And I'm just going to throw out one title that I have talked about here before, so I'm not going to talk super long about it, but it's The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury. An amazing, amazing book. Both of the characters are either in their late 30s, one is in their late 30s, and one is in their early 40s. They're like Trisha was talking about with flirting with 50. They're settled. They've got their careers and all of this. And they just have different ambitions for life than someone who is in their 20s and early 30s might. Um, So that one is a hate sex book. Um, if you, if you recall my, my discussion of it last time, the two people very much dislike each other a whole lot and they have scorching chemistry. Um, I feel like I've used that phrase a few times tonight too, and they decide to get it out of their systems and you know how that goes. So yeah, the worst guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've read enough romance and I know how that goes. I can tell you that much. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay. Let me look. Oof. We're getting tight on time. Should we try to fit in one more? Or you want to hold off till next time? Let's hold off till next time. Ooh, the suspense. Jess wants all of you to live in suspense. But the good news is that means we're doing this again next time. So uh, if you had a recommendation request that you didn't get in, you can still send it. Yes. Uh, and how, let's see, the best way to reach me, well, the best way to reach both of us is um, on our email address. That is whenandromance at bookriot.com. And you can also reach me on, let's just be honest, pretty much Instagram at this point, at Trisha Haley Brown. <laughs> I am still You have many other on. options, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hanging on to Twitter. If it's still there by Monday when this airs, you can get me there at Jess's Reading, all one word. If you came over to play on Hive, I am also Jess's, wor- Jess's Reading, all one word, over there. Um, it's a delightful little app. And um, Sorry. Yeah, quick side note. We're going to next episode have to talk about what Hive is because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Well, we'll do that next time. Anyway, sorry. Continue. I'll have to read more about it so I can actually explain it. And... Instagram at Jess is Jess underscore is underscore reading and TikTok at Jess underscore is reading. I think I got them all. Um, So feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms. And if nothing else, the number will increase on my phone and I will look and see what is happening. (laughs) Yay. Uh, I will say the the next couple on our list are requests that we got earlier in the year that we were not able to get to and that things just got a little bit bananas. Um, But we're going to be talking about uh, crime romance. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, D&D romance. We've got got some we've got some options. So or I guess I should say high fantasy romance. I think that's where we landed on that. But anyway, we're uh, we're excited to talk more about those. But again, if you've got other um, recommendation requests, let us know. Yes, if 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 your request bug was sparked by listening to this episode, feel free to reach out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, please do support um, the Harper Collins employees uh, that you can, as you can, and 
enjoy, you know, whatever holidays or not you are celebrating over the course of the next several weeks. Yes. Huge, huge thanks to our magnificent audio editor, Jen Zink. Please rate and review the show. It helps us do things better and it helps people find the podcast. Um, And uh, now that we're all sort of back at work, happy reading, folks. Happy reading.